0: Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a November 15th, Tuesday evening edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com and former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. It was not a good night for the Blazers. Perhaps you heard. If you didn't, the Blazers get thoroughly embarrassed tonight by the Chicago Bulls the Bulls win it one thirteen to eighty eight. Just uh, really a, a a rough night for the Blazers uh, this evening. The Blazers led or the Bulls led, excuse me, by as many as twenty six points. They won the first quarter uh, tonight by twenty one points, thirty five to fourteen, and after that, it, it wasn't even really that close. The Bulls definitely dominated this game from the get-go, and the place where they dominated the most tonight was on the glass. They out-rebounded the Blazers 67-49. to A theme, perhaps, you are picking up on about the Blazers is that they are not rebounding the ball well, something we will get to in a second. Jimmy Butler had 27 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, Former Blazer Robin Lopez looking very comfortable and also comfortable making things hard in the lane for Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, or anyone who was heading towards the basket against the Blazers. Lopez had 13 points, 11 rebounds. Taj Gibson, 12 points, 11 rebounds. So that's three double-doubles for the Bulls tonight. Dwayne Wade with 19 points, five assists, and five rebounds. And the most surprising performance of them all, Jerrion Grant, 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 second year player out of Notre Dame, college teammates with Pat Connaughton at Notre Dame. I think it's safe to say he outplayed Damian Lillard tonight. I mean, there's really, there's really no easy. He did. Darian Grant outplayed Damian Lillard tonight for whatever reason. And, that's just what happened. Grant had not only did he have 18 points, he had six steals, and he was two for five from three. He just had a better game tonight. Lillard struggled as uh, uh, I alluded to. He had seven points. He was seven of 22 from the field. He had 19 points, five rebounds, four assists, but could never really find his groove tonight. Never was able to really do, as much as he wanted tonight, I think Grant played a large part in that on the defensive end. And then he just was unable to kind of make up make up for that uh, those struggles on the defensive end. Nobody on the Blazers did. The Blazers really struggled rebounding the ball. Obviously, Lillard, not the only one there. Uh, Lillard actually had five rebounds. C.J. McCollum did not shoot the ball well either. He shot it better, though. 7 of 17. 3 of 6 from the field. 17 points. Four rebounds, four assists. Both of them had three turnovers. Evan Turner, after having a night where he was in the positive and where it looked like he was a little bit more assertive, and even though he didn't shoot well from the field, he looked that he was going to be more aggressive tonight. He Aggression didn't help. Three of nine from the field, eight points, and in his defense, it was not his fault that the Blazers fell behind by 21 points early in this game. Alan Crabb had a good night coming off the bench with 15 points, 6 of 12 12 from the field, and Ed Davis with 9 points and 9 rebounds. But uh, a couple of the guys tonight that just did not help the cause for the Blazers, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, have had some great games recently, and it's definitely fair to have them drop not you know they they had 19 points and 17 points respectively it, it, you know they still did something they still created opportunities for their teammates tonight their teammates just just did not cash those in Myers Leonard was over 6 tonight and i think worst of all had only two rebounds in a game in which he started he only played 15 minutes and was a minus 21 Maurice Harkless was worse in the in the plus plus-minus category tonight. He was 2 for 9 from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, and had 8 rebounds but uh, and 5 points, but w- was on the floor for a lot of the, the, the tough stretches in this game. And Mason Plumlee, 3 of 7, did not have a great night either, and he had 6 rebounds. But the rebounding category, again, uh, what I'm going to go back to, and that is that you know where the Blazers really got beat up in this game was on the glass, 67 to 49 advantage, an 18 rebound advantage. So that's uh, that's not going to cut it. And I, I mentioned that we were going to talk about rebounding and something that we have not covered yet, as in depth as we probably should have. But the Blazers are the worst rebounding team in the league right now in terms of total rebounding percentage, according to NBA.com. And it's actually pretty impressive because, you know, some teams are bad at offensive rebounding and some teams are bad at defensive rebounding. But the Blazers have the privilege of being bad at both right now. Uh, They are not last in either one of those categories, but they are bad enough at both of them to be the worst rebounding team in the league by a pretty considerable margin. Actually, if you look in just terms of percentage points, the Blazers after this loss tonight to the Chicago Bulls are, so the Blazers are last in the league. There are 30 teams. Uh, and the Boston Celtics are 29th. The Celtics themselves are having uh, a lot of trouble themselves recently, but the Celtics are 29th, so they are second to last in the league. But in terms of percentage points at 46.9, they are actually closer to the 25th ranked team in rebounding than the Blazers are to the Celtics who are 29th. So the distance between the Blazers and second to last is longer than the distance between second to last and fifth to last. So the Blazers are comfortably the worst rebounding team in the league. So that is definitely something that they're going to have to figure out. Uh, I, I, It's definitely something that is going to be worth discussing. I, they really, really need to turn it around uh, on the glass and th- they're having trouble, I think, obviously in part because of Al Farouk but this is something that has has happened over the course of a, a lot of games, and while Aminu's only played in eight of the twelve games, you know I don't I don't think that his absence can really excuse how much they've struggled uh, on that end so far this season. They they, they have just really not had it uh, on the glass. They they've been last in the league. That's that's just not good at all. And uh, tonight was was really bad. The starting lineup. With Myers Leonard in there in, in in the place of Alfa Aminu, who is going to be out for a couple of weeks, will likely be out for the duration of this upcoming road trip, which starts on Thursday. But the the Blazers tonight with Myers Leonard in the starting lineup were a minus twenty in eleven minutes, and they grabbed thirty five percent only. They, they so they were able to grab thirty five percent of all available rebounds, which means that the Blazers currently are the worst rebounding team in the league at 45.5%, and they were 10 percentage points worse than that. So they were even bad by their own standards, which have been awful so far this season. So Blazers, not only with a bad night, but on a characteristically bad night, uh, for them on the glass against the Bulls. Robin Lopez looking comfortable, uh, volleying balls up. Gibson is, is a strong rebounder. And, and Jimmy Butler really, uh, really impressed with Jimmy Butler tonight. Just just absolutely got what he wanted against the Blazers. There was really nothing that they did to stop him. You know, I talked about Grant and how I, I, I thought you, you could definitely make the case that he outplayed Lillard tonight. And... But but Butler was clearly the Butler was clearly the best player on the court tonight, and the Blazers really just had no no, no answers for him, and the the Blazers guards were unable to come up with enough magic, which they, they've had to use a lot of lately uh, to, to to get this one back. So Blazers fall to the Chicago Bulls one thirteen to eighty eight. And uh, they're just going to to have to figure stuff out, and and I guess there, there's no better place to. Well, they they don't have a choice. There, there, there's no there's going to have to be no place to find themselves and, and, and figure out uh, whatever is going on right now than, than the road. They they are going to start off with with the Houston Rockets. You know they they have some some games against teams that are, are not playing well right now. Uh, in the Knicks and the Pelicans. And the Nets, but the Nets are a little bit better than I think a lot of people think. the The, the Knicks got a, a, a decent win the other night at home, and and the Pelicans have Anthony Davis, and the Blazers really right now, uh, it's fair to say do not ha- do not have an answer for someone like Anthony Davis or anyone who's who's good offensively because they're they're having trouble stopping everybody. But, uh, if if you are eager to catch them when they return they're gonna they're gonna play the the pelicans on november 25th or if you're a blazer fan that wants to see them out in new york or uh out in new orleans or houston uh this week i think the best place to do that and to find all nba games if you want to go to one is through SeatGeek. the nba season is back and SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to find tickets for the games you want to see up close and in person this season. And there's nothing like being at the game for the biggest plays of the year. And with SeatGeek, it's never been easier to get the seats you want for a great value. So if you want to see the Blazers turn it back around or if you want to be up close to see their struggles, SeatGeek has the best deals on every ticket in the house, wherever you want to sit, wherever that's courtside, the club seats, or the upper level. And everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for you as a sports or music fan. SeatGeek does all the price comparison for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring that you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work and you save time and money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. And that's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade base value. And... 100 means that it's a good deal and 1 means that it's a bad deal and you can make the call from those scores right there. And best of all, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase and to get that $20 rebate, you have to download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today. So, the Blazers are a really bad rebounding team. We we, we ha- have made this point, and I don't think that the way they get through this and, and become a better rebounding team, because I think eventually they're going to have to be a better rebounding team quietly last year, they were a pretty decent rebounding team. It was it was one of the things that they did well last season, th- throughout the season. Even guys like Damian Lillard were, were were pretty good on the glass. CJ McCollum helped out on the glass. For Farouk Aminu was a good rebounder. Ed Davis, obviously, and I I think that you could make the case that maybe they miss ed davis a little bit and it's not to say and, and ed davis you may see you may hear me say that and say oh okay well ed davis maybe you, ed, ed davis is playing why, why, why do you say that they miss ed davis well davis is playing less and he's playing considerably less he he's averaging 14 minutes a game this is before tonight's game where he, he played 19 minutes but He's averaging 14 minutes a game so far this season after averaging 20 minutes a game last season. So that is probably a factor. And in the time that he has played so far this season, his rebounding numbers just haven't, haven't been quite as good on either side of the ball, offensive and defensive rebounding. So when the Blazers are out there with that second unit, the the rebounds aren't coming in, in the same Volume as they were last season so so that's a concern that that ed davis whether it's he's become less effective and that's why he's not playing as much or whether he's just having bad luck but he is playing less and the blazers are rebounding poorly and they're doing so on both ends and there seems to be a dip in Davis's numbers on those ends. And it seems to be like there's a connection there for me because Ed Davis, I I've mentioned it a lot on this podcast, while he may not be the most skilled player, a player that you think of when you think of a building block of this team, he was really an important part of their success last season. And he he was really uh, a key to that second unit. And, he could have made the case last season that he was the best backup center in the league and right so far through 12 games, he hasn't been that. And whether he it's because he's not getting the minutes to do it or because his performance has just been bad. Either way, the, 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 the production from Ed Davis has just not been there. And that uh, is a little bit of a concern right now. Obviously the Blazers struggled at the start of last season and still, had a good record. They're in a much better spot at the moment than they were at this time last season. But they really still uh, have to uh, iron some things out, and and that the rebounding right now is just tough. And I I don't know where they go because Myers Leonard is was in there to start tonight and the last two games against the, the Nuggets and against the Kings. But he he just has never really been a that good of a, of a rebounder. Uh, he, he's improved as a defensive rebounder, never really had a nose for the offensive glass. And tonight he grabbed two rebounds. And the lineup that they had out there tonight rebounded. When he was out there, they rebounded only 35% of the available rebounds which is awful and Leonard either has to do better or the Blazers have to make a change there. And, and, and that is, is just what it is. The Blazers can't be out rebounded like this. And it, it was one game, but the Blazers are in, in a really bad situation when it comes to rebounding. And it's fair to wonder where they get, whether they can afford any more slippage on that end. So, Wherever they get it from, whether it's starting Vonleh or they start Crab and slide Harkless to the fore, I'm not sure because you know Crab Crab's defense and has not been anything to write home about lately either. So it, it's hard to see where the the Blazers are going to fix this right now. And defensively, they're not going to fix anything in their next game. That that's for sure because the Rockets are going to score points and James Harden is going to have a big game and the Blazers are not really going to be able to stop it. So I mean the, the right now the Rockets are actually uh, ahead of the Blazers in the standings. the The Rockets are at seven and four right now, and the Blazers are six and four. Excuse me, and the Blazers are at seven and five, tied with Utah in fifth. But the Rockets right now have are just you, you know. It's Mike D'Antoni now in Houston. I don't know if you've heard. uh, Mike D'Antoni's teams like to score a lot of points. They like to shoot the ball. Seven seconds or less. And uh, the Rockets are, are, are doing that right now. Their offense is playing at a much higher level than the Blazers. And the bad news for the Blazers too is that the Rockets have actually been playing better defense than the Blazers. So... This game coming up is a huge game right now. This is a this is a challenge the Blazers have not really had many, if any, great wins. I think their win at Memphis you could say was a good win, but as as things stand right now, Memphis is at five and five and in currently not in the playoff picture, and the Blazers currently they have a win against Utah, but that was without. Gordon Hayward and Derek Favors so while it does count in the standings it definitely will count in terms of tiebreakers between those two teams I cannot bring myself to call it a quality win so Blazers uh looking for uh you know a a big win that I think they can hang their hat on and I think this Houston game could be one of those and the the way the Rockets are playing that they're not going to let up offensively the Blazers are going to have to bring it Maybe it's a good thing that Lillard and McCollum got their misses out now because they're going to need to make a lot of shots to uh, match up with the Rockets, and some defense would w- would be welcome as well. I-, I I think Mo Harkless is going to play a, a big role uh, against James Harden, but he could get in foul trouble. So who knows how many different types of guys we'll see out there? Maybe they start Turner. I don't know what they do, but uh, it the the starting lineup. That they had out there uh, is a little was a little tough, and the the Rockets have my uh, excuse me not Myers Leonard Ryan Anderson uh, out there at the four with Clint Capella as well at center. Anderson more of a, a a stretch for a guy that can shoot and stretch the floor. Myers is also that type of player, but on the defensive end, he tends to do a little bit better against guys who uh, uh, play the center position traditionally but he also guarded DeMarcus Cousins out to the three point line so i i think it's just something that he, he he's going to have to do it's not that Anderson is is very is that much of an athletic guy so maybe it's a situation where the blazers can't get away with starting Leonard again even though uh i am worried about the rebounding with him in there and the blazers have just really been a bad rebounding team that i worry that they're going to be able that they could afford any more slippage on that end because right now the, the the rebounding problems are untenable and Leonard has not helped on that end. In fact, the Blazers have been considerably worse on the glass when he's been in the game. So, uh, rebounding is a problem. And I think while the Leonard, uh, starting, I think was something worth seeing, worth trying. And, I think even the matchup in the upcoming game could, could lend itself to that matchup no matter what, he's got to be better on the glass. And if the Blazers, and, and if anything, his struggles on the glass are, 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 are helping uh, Mason Plumlee look a little bit stronger in there. And I think that's probably why we see that, he, that he's, he's in there. The Blazers just have, have not rebounded the wall. Well, with Leonard in there with Plumlee, you know, they haven't been great, but, uh, maybe Ed Davis is the answer. Maybe maybe a little bit more time for Davis. Uh, I I think uh, the Blazers have options, but they're they they have a lot less options right now without Alpha Rukamenu. Ed Davis, kind of I think a casualty of of the Blazers' new approach to to small ball and incorporating more uh, stretch fours in their in their lineups, maybe has rendered. Davis's role a little bit more expendable and uh, has caused him to to see a decrease in minutes. And, and, and maybe the Blazers go back to uh, a little steady more diet of Davis. And maybe that, that gets him back into his groove. Because right now he's not playing that well either, though he did play well in the loss tonight against the Chicago Bulls. The Blazers head off to Houston, as I mentioned, for a five-game road trip, they play the Houston Rockets on Thursday. They follow that up with a back to They That's the the first of a back-to-back is they'll be in Houston, and then they'll play in New Orleans for the second night of a back-to-back. Then they'll head to New York where they'll play Brooklyn and New York. Uh, and then they will have a back-to-back after their final game in New York where they'll play Cleveland the night before Thanksgiving in the queue against the defending champs. And they're not going to have Alferruquinio for that one either most likely, but uh that would probably be a good time, but not not a great time to to be without Alferruquinio. We, we we saw that tonight. Uh it was tough for the Blazers to rebound the ball to defend. They got do they got tricked on dribble handoffs. The 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 Bulls just had them bamboozled all over the court and it was uh pretty bad to see and even guys like jerry and grant who had some plays in fast breaks getting to the cup just with ease and 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 even when the bulls weren't making shots they were they were getting rebounds d wade doesn't have it like he used to in uh terms of uh sustained excellence but but when he wants to attack and when he wants to go for a bucket he can still do it and he did that pretty efficiently tonight and the Blazers are going to have, it doesn't get any easier for the Blazers uh, in their upcoming games. They got James Harden on Thursday. Then they have Anthony Davis the following night. Then they got to play Carmelo Anthony a couple nights later in New York and Chris Tapp's Porzingis. And then you also have uh, the Cavs with the best player in the world, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love. So Maybe they, they can hope that LeBron is, is going to rest or something because that's probably their best chance. And even there, and you know, not a guarantee in Cleveland against a, a team that has a lot of veterans and uh, thinks that they're getting better as well. So the Blazers lose tonight. They fall to 7-5. and five. They hit the road for a five-game, seven-day road trip that they will be on until Thanksgiving. And that's going to be it for this edition of Locked On Blazers. Thanks for listening. We're going to have some more episodes as the week continues. And we hope you keep coming back. We hope you listen. And keep listening to everything on Locked On Blazers, everything on the Locked On Podcast Network. And you should also listen to everything on the Dunked On Basketball Podcast, Who? are affiliated with us, Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue. Danny, who's been on this podcast before, and I was Nate's guest when he was doing the team previews for Dunked On, and you should definitely subscribe to that. Uh, One of the best, probably the best NBA podcast out there, uh, Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue, and also major congratulations to them, and you should definitely check out Nate and Danny on the Twitter NBA show, a live halftime and post-game broadcast on Twitter and Periscope with Wednesday's Warriors, Raptors game and the Clippers Grizzlies games, they will be debuting on Twitter this Wednesday. So definitely check that out. The guys from the Dunk Don basketball podcast, Nick Duncan and Danny LaRue doing a show on Twitter for halftime and pre-game on Periscope on Twitter. Definitely check it out the Twitter NBA show with Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue this Wednesday. That means tomorrow on Twitter and Periscope. And of course, please subscribe to locked on blazers. And that is wherever you can find a podcast. That's iTunes audio. Boom. Our great hosts stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can find a podcast. Subscribe to Lockdown Blazers. If you listen to us on FanRag Sports, we would love for you to subscribe. We would love for you to tell your friends about Lockdown Blazers. And please send any questions you may have. Would love to do a, a, a kind of Twitter mailbag. Send any questions you may have to at Lockdown Blazers. That's Lockdown Blazers. Just like the show is. And it's one word on Twitter. And then you can also send anything to me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. Or you could send us an email if you have a longer question or several questions to LockdownBlazers at gmail.com. We will be back with you later on in the week. Keep listening and we'll talk to you later.